and welcome to a bonus round episode of Game Rivals. I am your host, Maximilian X, and with me, as always, is the lovely, the exclusive, the PlayStation man himself, Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? I can only say that it is a good day to be a PlayStation fan. <laughs> oh my goodness. And wow, I you're say this start with the biggest with smile okay. on my face. It is an amazing day to be a PlayStation fan. <laughs> okay, wow. Not even like, not even the courteous thing of, oh. I am coming out, guns blazing on this matter. <laughs> no mercy, no, no. Take no prisoners. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, this is going to be a long one. All right. Okay. Um, so let's just dive into it. This is a bonus round episode. We will get you a regular episode on the regular time. Don't worry about that. Um, we're also planning a spoiler cast for The Last of Us Part Two. I'm working on that. So as soon as that's ready, we'll be putting that one out as well. But let's get into the Xbox Games showcase um which uh i'm gonna be honest here like just from right from the get-go just as you has been honest i'm gonna be honest too i went with expect i I didn't go even with any kind of expectations not high expectations not low expectations and i came out exactly the same way i was feeling before the whole event started um I had expectations, and the reason that I had expectations is because. Well, that's your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like the, the reason I had expectations was because, like, the whole year until the PlayStation event uh, last month mm-hmm. or two months ago, Microsoft was. That was last month, yeah. Until, yeah, it was last month. Until the, the, the PlayStation event Sony did last month, Microsoft had, let's call it, home turf advantage. They, they ticked all the boxes. Everything was smooth. You know, everybody was talking about them. And they did the, 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 the they invited people over to the headquarters, showed the box, showed the, the, the inside, showed some features. Um, then they had the inside Xbox. Okay, that didn't go as well. But still, it was hype building. People are going crazy. The same goes about this Xbox Series S stuff rumor floating around. Um, and then uh, the PlayStation event happened, and that was like a definitive moment for Sony in which they kind of got the advantage back, and everybody was like, okay, all eyes are on Microsoft. They need to nail this, because otherwise they have a huge problem. And I think everybody going into this event thought this is going to be the event in which they they kind of make true on that promise, because they said, hey, we messed up with Inside Xbox. We want to make good on this one. It's all It's going to be all about the games. They set clear expectations on what to see. And then everybody knew Halo Infinite was going to be there. I mean, I'm, I'm happy they showed it. But they kept, they, they kept not stop talking about the fact that they were going to show Halo Infinite. Yeah, and, and like as a whole, I, it fell short of expectation. It, it didn't get to that level in which people said like, oh, wow, okay, they beat Sony. I mean, like from a presentation standpoint and all that stuff, Microsoft's always slick. Well, for example, they showed um, uh, Halo Infinite to open the show. I think it's a great. It uh, looks like a great game. I think, um, I think they announced it a couple of years ago that this will be a open world Halo, and you kind of saw it in which that you had freedom to explore the objectives and do what you want. I think it's a little bit getting used to it because 
Halo never really was open world. It gave you some freedom, but in a limited way. And now it looks like it's all hands are off and you can do whatever you want. Um, to be honest, from a visual standpoint, I did expect more because they said like uh, the game has been built from the ground up for Xbox Series X. It's been in development for a couple of years. But I think... It's been in development for a really long time because yeah. when it got announced, people assumed that it was coming to Xbox One. Yeah. So, and I think that's maybe we as gamers have to adjust what we expect from next gen. I think going into next gen, the focus will not be on photorealism, but more on details so that we will get, let's just say like PS4 and Xbox One caliber graphic wise games at, at this point in the generation, because we're at this point that games look beautiful, but that where the games look beautiful, but it's not rich on details that it will be those kind of games plus a gazillion details in there, like small reflections on scopes or, I don't know, small scratches on the bodies of a gun that just really look high quality. So I think that going into next gen, that's something we have to expect at least the first two years maybe, that it's just going to be a beautiful game with a lot of detail in it, but not a photorealistic game as what you would expect because every generational leap you're like oh this is going to be the moment we get to that photorealism and i think because that's the general thing i've been seeing from both sides from both sony and microsoft Mm -hmm. even even forza motorsport because they announced a new forza even there Mm -hmm. i thought this does not look photorealistic i got got some things to talk about that one but let's just like because um, the thing that it like this is in general for me right now. So the the general vibe that I got, at least for some games, is that um, they look, especially the ones that are like vibrant, the ones that have vibrant uh, color palette. The rare game? Look, no, no, not just oh. the rare game, but any game that like Psychonauts two, even Halo Infinite to a certain point, the colors popped which is something that I wasn't expecting, um, which was a nice surprise to see. It was nice to see that at least when it comes to games that will have more vibrant expressions of color uh, to showcase their environments, it's going to look really pretty. Um, The other thing that I also noticed for all the games, I don't think I saw any trailer that did not run at 60 frames per second. Everything was running at 60 frames per second and was smooth which is really nice to see. Halo Infinite looked like a Halo game. Yeah. Maybe with more open, a a way grander scale of feeling open world. Um, But outside of that, I didn't see anything new. I didn't see new mechanics. I didn't see weird stuff. There were weird rumors floating around leading up to this event. I'm pretty sure that was just 4chan trolls that were trolling. Like, for example... Master Chief would have a sprint button, which, yeah, that's normal. It's a first-person shooter. But also that he has a jetpack, which... And he has a grappling hook now, kind of like a Batman. Which I also did not see, so... I think it's it's like... um, I think Halo traditionally has been a lot of uh, standard FPS things. And now the oh, things we're, we're seeing... It's standard na- FPS to its core. Yeah, so I think now what we're seeing is like a modern version of Halo. So Halo being pulled into a, a bit of a modern age because 
in a lot of games you have these quirks, these extra what bits. Kind of- of this, what you just saw today, yeah, looked modern. No, I mean like. I mean, like the from a gameplay point of view, like yeah, that, exactly. that, your, that your character is not grounded in that he can just run and sprint and shoot, but there is some verticality to it that he can, I don't know, use a grappling hook to get to areas to traverse to, you know, stuff. I think like but he didn't have a grappling hook, did he? He did because he shot a grappling hook with his left arm and he went onto an enemy, and then there was this part that he was running towards a bridge and he shot a grappling hook and he went up there. Wow, I missed that. That's okay, but I, I like. I think like that. I think like they, they're adding stuff into the game now to bring it kind of into 2020, uh, mm-hmm. because Halo has always been, you know, uh, they can you can do the jump and you can do the the shield, but it's it was really limited. So I think now that they're really making it a modern shooter out of it. Shall I blow your mind? Please do. Metroid Prime Three Corruption had grappling looks before Master Chief did. Samus Aaron was was whipping that stuff around for way long. Actually, no, I'm even wrong. Hey, the, um, Metroid Prime 1 actually had the grappling hooks to begin with. So, yeah. Welcome to 2000, what? 3? 2000, yeah, 2002 even. Master Chief, it took you long enough. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. Um, wow, I really must have missed that part. The part of the there was a couple of times in there because he did it to traverse and he also did it to hook onto an enemy and close in on that enemy and, and shoot him or slap him. Wow, I need to watch that trailer again. Um, it was a bit busy that trailer. Yeah, I mean, dude, there was a lot. Of... Was, that dude in the beginning was talking so fast I could barely understand what he was saying to Chief. Yeah, I, I think I don't. You know, that was maybe a funny element that the guy was a bit paranoid in there. Uh, the guy that saves I, you, yes. and, or he's annoyed by the Master Chief. And I th- the only thing I had, the issues with I had with the trailer was that they showed, they I think they wanted to show a lot in a short mm-hmm. time. So I kind of got overwhelmed with, um, with what was going on because I thought like, you know what, if you just show me something simple, I'll be fine. But it was like, okay, we have a limited amount of time and we need to blow everybody away with all the stuff we've crammed into the game. So let's do a grappling hook here and a grenade there and a this there and a that there and a gun here and a blah, blah, blah. And blah. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I'm going to get an epileptic seizure if this keeps on going, you know? Um... But I think, I mean, I, I think it, it, it will probably be a great game. I think it's one of the reasons why people will want to buy an Xbox um, on launch day. And, and the beauty of it is, and that's, that is something I have to commend Microsoft on because that's basically a clear strategy they're doing is almost everything will come to Game Pass. And almost everything Microsoft itself makes will come to PC and on Xbox and One. Yeah, and, and it's all day one. And it's all day one. I mean, I, for example, thought when I saw it all, I thought like, hey, this is coming to Game Pass. It's coming to PC. Fine, I can play this. I don't have to buy an Xbox. And I... I I admire them taking Even that in step. more ways than one, by the way. Yeah, but I, like, I, I have to commend them for offering up that flexibility by saying, we want everybody to enjoy our games in the way that they can. If you want to do that on PC, that's fine. If you want to do it on Xbox One, that's fine. I mean, I, I like that because I, I, for one brief moment, I thought, should I buy an Xbox Series X for this? Like, no, it's coming to PC. Why should I? I think... Um... 
because I don't think I would have. I, I don't think I'm gonna have the funds to get an Xbox. I don't know how much it's gonna cost, but I don't think I'm gonna have the funds this holiday season to buy it anyways. I think what I'm gonna do instead is just pay the 15 bucks and get um, Game Pass Ultimate. Yes, because that covers something else that they covered in this. Yep. Xcloud. Yeah. Because Destiny Two is coming to Xcloud. When that launches. Yep. And Game Pass. And Game Pass. And with all the with all the DLC. Yep. Which is amazing. That's like a re- that's a ridiculous deal. Did you ever play Destiny? I've played I've played it. I've played the uh what do you call it again? The the trial? when it's like not the trial. I no, I think not the trial. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, the bare bones, yeah, the the bare bones version ah, on, okay. on PlayStation. I, I mean, to be honest, just a little bit, like maybe an hour. I played Destiny one with a couple of expansions, and then I bought two. And after the first month, I stopped playing it. But Destiny two was a, a better game than one. Um, mm. And Bungie has been really clear on this by saying we're not doing but this Destiny three. We will be continuing on with Destiny two for the foreseeable future. I mean, they, they showed a roadmap, and we, we talked about this in an earlier episode. Um, it's nice that they're committing to 4K60 uh, yes. on, on, on PlayStation and on Xbox. Um, so, so that's really good. Yep. And I, that's I mean, good. to be honest, I think Sony, and I hope, honestly, that Sony is conjuring up something with PlayStation now and and going to fo- is going to follow a, a Game Pass model because, I mean, we're getting to this point that that is something I, I honestly say that adds value. Like smart delivery, yeah. you know my sense of smart delivery. But Game Pass genuinely adds value. And I mean, if if you look at Sony's oh, strategy... 100%, 100%. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Sony's strategy, they are bringing out... Death, Death Stranding came out last week on PC. And Horizon Zero Dawn is coming out on PC next month. So, like, they are diversifying... So why not take the leap and say, you know what? We're going to give you PlayStation now, and it's going to include all the PlayStation 4 exclusives that we have, and it's going to include them day one. Because that way, you know, I mean, even if people pay the 10 or the 15 bucks for that for one time, it's still money that you're getting. I would add, I would add that to PlayStation Plus. Even the better. Way, the, way they add, they're, the way they're going to add xCloud to Game Pass Ultimate they should do that for PlayStation Plus. Either make it a separate tier, to have it cost ten bucks more. So yeah. instead of fifty bucks, it's sixty bucks a year, or sixty, it's seventy bucks a year. That's amazing. If you could yeah. do that, have all the first-party PlayStation games be on there day and date. Um, giving them the ability to stream it, give them the ability to download it if yeah. they don't have a good network connection yeah you're done that's you're, it yeah. you're done because then, then you're you're leveling the playing field now game pass is literally a big advantage i mean i have game pass on pc i've played state of the k2 which i like i've played i wanted initially i wanted to play astroneer but i in, when i wanted to it wasn't there so i had to buy astroneer but now astroneer is on on game pass a friend of mine said the other day, like, hey, um, do you want to play all the Halos before Halo Infinite comes out in November? I'm like, mm. yeah, why not? I mean, it's available on PC. I've done it a couple of years ago on Xbox 360. Let's do it again because there's basically nothing coming out in the next few months. Um, so I have the time. I started playing Gears of War 4 a while back, Gears Tactics. I mean, 
that's all for four bucks I pay a month for Game Pass. And that's tremendous value for me. Absolutely. Speaking of State of the Gate 2, they showed a cinematic trailer for State of the Gate 3. Yeah, I was happy to see that one. I mean, uh, I, I play, started playing 2 maybe two weeks ago, and it's really mm-hmm. nice. It's it's an open-world zombie game. It, it's pretty overwhelming in the beginning because you have so much options in it, which makes it really fun. And uh, we were in a chat with uh, another friend of ours, with Gizmo, and you called State of the K3, and I'm like, oh, okay, that'd be nice. And it turned out to be State of the K3. Yeah. It was pretty obvious because it, it couldn't have been anything else. The, as soon as I saw the survivalists of, okay, this is probably State of the K3, because it just, it just had that vibe. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, that trailer immediately confirmed the rest of the tone for me for the presentation, because that was a CG trailer. Yep. And we saw a lot of CG trailers. Some of them were in-engine, but it wasn't gameplay. So to me, if you're saying it's in-engine, great, awesome. That means your game engine looks great. If it's not actual gameplay, like I saw with Halo Infinite, it don't matter to me. That does not move me to be compelled. Plus, as you're going to get into the, the other games that we saw, most of them were games that were already announced. Or that we already knew about. Yep. So, hence my staying at the same level. There's there's nothing wrong with... Because there wasn't anything that I did not expect, maybe except for the last game that they announced, but we'll get into that later. There's nothing Um, wrong with with going into more with the games that you already announced. It's just that... Oh, that's fine. It's just Show more stuff and show gameplay. Yeah, but the, like what we got now was it was so bare and so minimum. It all, like for example, Forza Motorsport, it almost felt like they they were forced to show Forza, whereas they might have just said, "Hey, we, we're working on a new Forza Motorsport. We're not ready to show it just yet, but know that we're working on it. It's going to be 4K and it's going to be 60 FPS." And when we are ready to show it, we will blow you away. Give me that, because that way you kind of build anticipation and you build up a little bit of hype instead of giving me this. Or like with Everwild, the game being done by Rare, it was announced, I think, last year during A3. It was? It was a, it was a game they announced earlier. Uh, it was not, I don't think, because I, I think. Well, Hang on, let me see. They did last year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, looking at the description in the in in on IGN's uh, uh, article during XO19, so last year. Yeah, it says Rare off- offered a quick look at how Everwild is doing. Yeah, I did not know that this game existed, so for yeah. me, this was new. Yeah, I, mean, I like. But if the that's style. not the case, and it was already something that was announced. Yep. Yeah, the style, like I said, with this game and a bunch of other games that we're going to be talking about. The colors popped, and it's really nice. I like that. It's I like really it. nice. I like, yeah. I like it. It looks different than anything that Rare has done up until this point, even including stuff that they did back in the Nintendo era. Yep. So I am really curious about this game, and and this game really shows that part where I mentioned that games will have more detail. the The art style just shows so much detail that it's just. I, I don't want this game to be photorealistic. I love the way this game looks, and the more detail they add to it, the better it will be. Ah, it works. It works. It works for the way it is. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at something else that they also announced is that they're enhancing Ori and the Will of the Wisps yep. for Xbox Series X. And this is the first game that's going to be 4K 120 frames per second. Which I think that's the only game that they announced that will do that. Uh, I so, think far, so. so yeah. far. Yeah. Everything else that they showed was running at 60 frames and they said that it's going to run 60 frames 4K. But yep. Ori and the Will of the Wisps if you have an Xbox Series X, look forward to that being 120 frames, which I'm really curious because I have never seen anything running at 100. No, that's a lie. That's an absolute lie. I've seen interfaces running at 120 frames per second on iPads, iPad Pros, but that's it. Yeah, but that's because there are games on iOS that support 120 hertz, but it's like really, really small. Yeah, because why would you put in the effort to make it 120 frames unless you're playing it specifically on an iPad Pro? Yep. There's nothing else on iOS that's... Well, there's no iOS devices that have screens that run at 120 frames. Yep. But I am curious to see games that run at that frame rate because 60 frames sometimes, depending on the game, can really melt my brain. In a good way, of course, not in a weird way, but <laughs> as in, wow, the smoothness um, really works for this case. But sometimes I also see games that I feel don't need to be at 60 frames that are. One of those games was also in the showcase was Tell Me Why from the developers of... Um, Life is Strange. Life is Strange, thank you. Yeah. I saw that trailer. The game looks gorgeous. But the animations felt a bit jerky. As in, it, it almost felt that the animations were made for 30 frames, but instead are moving at twice the speed. So some movements were a bit more sudden. Yeah. But mean, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. I, I mean, like, generally, the, the reason they pick for 30 besides uh, technical limitations is for a more cinematic look. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the other day I read that uh, Spider-Man or Miles Morales, the game, will have an optional 4K 60 instead of 4K 30. And that's, yeah, right. I think, purely because of uh, cinematic reasons. Because I, ca like, I can't imagine if you're swinging through the city, you would want to do that at 60 because you, you get that feeling of speed. Um, but to be honest, when I played Spider-Man on my PS4 Pro, I, I can't remember if that was 60. I think it was 30. Um, but it still felt felt fine. It it didn't feel weird or strange or slow. Oh, it felt smooth. Yeah, so so I'm I'm happy that they offer me this as an option because I I love it when they have a specific vision for it and they're like this is our vision and we're giving you extra options if you want. The same with with other games with for example on the PS4 Pro you can choose for higher resolution or you can choose for more frame rate uh, with different games, which is a nice option because that way they kind of don't mess up their uh, vision but with with xbox their their message has constantly been 4k 60 and i think like yeah for some games like halo that's fine but for some games it's better to not have it as a, it's not necessary i mean yeah. use that horsepower for something else yeah um i'm just gonna skip over the overworld overworld the outer worlds thing because that's just dlc but uh obsidian had three things yep 
they had the DLC for Outer Worlds called Perion Gorgon. They showed more gameplay footage of Grounded, which looks interesting because it looks like nothing they've ever done before. And it's going into early access in five days. Oh, cool. I did not know that. Yeah, it's coming out on... Uh, uh, July 28th. Yeah, it's going to uh, yeah, Xbox early game. access and Steam early access. Oh, wow, really? Yep. Cool, neat. And their new game that they're working on called Avowed, but honestly, it looked very generic. I really got a Skyrim feeling from it. Yeah, it felt very very might and magic wizards and warriors kind of stuff. Yeah, well, like, like there's this part in that you dive into a cave and your character grabs a sword and... I literally felt like, okay, I'm looking at Skyrim right now or an Elder Scrolls game because he grabbed his sword and then he did some magic stuff with his other hand. I'm like, wow, are we going to get this game before Elder Scrolls? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's not strange because the guys at Obsidian they have done Fallout New Vegas. So, I mean. Yeah, they've worked on Fallout games. They've never worked on uh, Elder Scrolls games. No, but like I, but they, they have work worked... with the developer, so they kind of know that kind of game. I mean, Outer Worlds is basically a Fallout kind of game. Plus, they did work on uh, Kotor too. Yep. Um, let me see. I'm just gonna skip over. I'm gonna skip over As Dusk Falls because that was a really weird trailer. Yep. Because I don't know if it was, if that was the actual aesthetic of the game or if it's just i think that's the an way the game is of the trailer no if I it think is that's it's really cool because played. i've never seen a game that looks like that yeah so if they do that more power to them but if it isn't and this is just placeholder placeholder arts for 3d models then okay that's kind of weird nope. um it is by a new studio from it called uh, Interior Night, headed by a former game designer at Quantic Dream. Yep. So there's that. Um, make of that what you will. <laughs> well, there'll be um, probably a big focus on story. Yeah. Uh, they talked a little about Cinema 2, uh, Cinema Saga Hellblade 2, but they didn't show anything new. They are going to share more stuff on their official YouTube channel for ninja theory yeah they're actually gonna show stuff that they did for the game for example going to iceland to scout uh locations because that's where the game's gonna be set i think uh yeah they said that yeah it's set in iceland yeah Uh, which is awesome by they're building the game in uh, unreal engine 5 that is the thing that really threw me off yeah thank you for bringing that up that completely threw me off because Am I crazy, or did Tim Sweeney not say that this that Unreal Engine Five would not be available for developers until summer of next year? Uh, I think he said that. So either the game is coming out like in two years, or or they're working with an early version of Unreal Engine Five, which begs the question: How many developers have access to that? Or it could be that they're building it right now in Unreal Engine Four in anticipation to moving it to Unreal Engine 5. But then, why put in the effort? I think they already said that it's kind of like forward compatible. Because now, basically, there's Unreal Engine 4.5, which is optimized for next-gen consoles. So they build it in that, and it is forward compatible 
with Unreal Engine five. So oh, I don't. Takes away I the, know that, but that's not the thing. That's not the point I made. I make it. The, the point that I'm making is that once you move to Unreal Engine five, a whole avenue of options is available to you, <laughs> which means you have to put in more. I don't know if it means that they have to put in more or less effort because they already put in all the work in the current version of Unreal Engine 4, which allows them to upgrade easily to 5. And maybe it's just a matter of, I don't know, um, threading some some nodes here and there in the engine to make things work. Maybe. I don't know. I I haven't worked in Unreal Engine in... Oh my goodness! Uh, close to nine years, so I'm pretty sure a lot of has a lot of it has changed <laughs> over the nine years since the last time I actually touched that engine. The last time I looked at it was Unreal Engine three when it around the time they introduced support for mobile and for Flash. I mean, that was a big deal at the time. It was. Never looked at that. Um, asp- uh, never looked at those. Funny support. side note. Like we, I had before, a long time ago. I had a, a small development studio with uh, two friends of mine, and we would make uh, virtual tours in uh, in Unreal Engine for companies and schools and stuff like that. And I think actually that we were the first and maybe the only studio in the Netherlands that had uh, Flash support for Unreal Engine. I. Uh, and now- <laughs> I uh, we, we we had this project that we were possibly going to do, and I reached out to Epic and I said like, "Hey, we're using uh, the UDK uh, license, and um, we want to use Flash for uh, building a web version." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, it's, it's still in early development, so we can't like give it to you, or it's, it's really difficult. We don't know when it's coming to UDK." And then I said like, "Okay, but." Um, you know, it's uh, if we secure this project, it will be uh, we'll be able to give you the revenue bonus because you you had like a you could use uh, on UDK till X amount and everything above that would be revenue that also has to be split with uh, Epic. And mm-hmm. I said like, hey, this and this and this, and I toss around some numbers and blah 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 blah. And then I didn't hear anything for two weeks, and then suddenly one day I open my email and I see NDAs and all sorts of stuff I have to agree on. I'm like, what? What is this? And I looked at it like. Hey, yeah, we, we want to uh, help you get the Flash uh, for Unreal. Here's the source code for Unreal, blah, blah, blah. Here's this, here's that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we need you to sign this NDA and blah, 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 blah. And we're like, wow, okay. So we, we got Flash support. We got Unreal Engine. We, we got source code. We, we got like the whole shebang. I was completely blown away that, that we managed to pull it off. Bummer yeah. was that we... now, now Flash is going to be extinct by... Yeah the end of the year we, we never <laughs> we never actually got to use it because we never got the project but you know oh, that's, unf- that's unfortunate yeah well it did give us some insights into how unreal really works yeah uh, um let me see psychonauts 2 had a new trailer which again looked very good jack black is working with double fine once again as yep. one of the characters he actually sings songs in this one as well song sounded really cool um destiny we already talked about destiny 2 stalker 2 nobody saw that one coming i did not see that coming for two reasons one i thought the franchise was dead and two i thought that stalker was running to the ground and Uh, then died but this this is the second game yeah so it can't be right right the studio exists but what happened is that 
um, I watched a documentary on this a while back. Um, after Stalker 1 came out, because Stalker had a pretty de- troubled development, they also did mm. one or two expansions, and then they started working on Stalker ah, 2. Okay. And a, a large part of Stalker 2, event, a group, as a team, uh, separated from uh, the studio because it was it was a lot of stuff happening in that studio. And then I think that's the studio that came out with Metro eventually. So the guys that, that came out of GSC Game World, it's called, I believe, formed their own ah, studio okay. and they yeah. come up with Metro. Metro is like, uh, an amazing game. And then um, there were rumors that Stalker 2 was in development uh, by GSC Game World again. Uh, because it had gone bankrupt and stuff like that. So it's like a whole thing around it. So I was yeah. surprised that it got announced. When I saw the the, the Ferris wheel, I was like, uh, okay, this is Stalker 2. Because <laughs> there were yeah, rumblings I... that Stalker 2 was in development. Really? Yep. Okay. I don't follow those fines, so I didn't hear anything. So I was actually genuinely surprised. I can't imagine. Um, Warhammer 4K is getting a new game. They showed, yeah. they showed a trailer. Uh, apparently, it's a four-player co-op game set in the Hive world of Therion. If you're familiar with the Warhammer 4K lore, it honestly it looked generic as all get out. So It's a bummer they don't do more with uh, Warhammer because THQ, when, in, when THQ existed... It's, it's not a bad license. It's just... I don't know. The last couple of games have not looked that interesting to me. I think the problem is is that it's done by a lot of small, kind of unknown studios. Whereas when THQ still existed, they did uh, Warhammer 40k Space Marine, I believe, together with the Relic. And mm-hmm. I think it was it was one of the first. I, I was surprised that Relic did it because Relic generally does RTS games. Um, but Relic did it. It was a third person action game. And uh, the main character was was voiced by John Strong, uh, who we all know from all sorts of Guy Ritchie movies and TV shows. And it, I love that game. I played it on PlayStation, I think, and I finished it on PlayStation. I loved it. And eventually, I also bought it on PC on Steam. I still have it. I mean, I really like that game. I mean, I'm not a I'm I'm not known with the Warhammer 40k universe that much. I played the strategy games made by Relic, which were really nice. But this was really a nice change of pace. Um, so I was bummed that they didn't do more with it. Yeah. Well, now they're going to do more of it. It just seems like this very basic, generic kind of four-player co-op shooter. Yeah, um, like a horde mode. Uh... Yeah. The other thing that I didn't expect was Tetris Effect coming to Xbox. Tetris Effect Connected. Exclusive. Well... Console Console launch exclusive, it said. So after a while, it's going to appear on the other systems as well. But Tetris Effect, because this is very specific, because Tetris Effect was a VR game. As in, it was made for VR, and it's only on PlayStation 4, PSVR, um, and on PC in VR, I think Oculus Rift. I don't know. So the fact that they're making a new version that focuses on multiplayer and co-op is a big deal. Plus a lot of music in it. And the thing that threw me off is because I saw the creator of 
uh, Tetris at the beginning of that trailer. So I was wait, I know that Russian-looking old dude. That is Alexei Pajetov, the creator of Tetris. Oh, wait, is this a new Tetris game? And then the music started, and I was like, oh, wait, this is not a new Tetris game. This is Tetris Effect, but it's still a new game. So that's coming out holiday 2020, which is cool. Uh, coming to Xbox in general. Uh, gunk or the gunk coming from Image and Form, which is the SteamWorld uh, creators. This is the first time they've done something that is not SteamWorld related <laughs> at all, because the first game was SteamWorld Tower Defense. Okay. On DSi, on the DSiWare, and then they made uh steamworld dig and steamworld uh, dig 2 and other steamworld games so this is the first time that they're doing something else it looks pretty cool uh kind of reminds me of uh it's it's like a combination between bionic commando and luigi's mansion but okay. no ghosts you're just sucking up gunk hence the uh- name with this game, I kind of got um, uh, what was the game called? Sony announced uh, that looked like a Pixar animation uh, movie. Uh... Wait, the one with the graffiti? No, 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 no. The one with the the girl wandering oh, in the forest. Kenna. Kenna, yeah. With this game, I kind of got Kenna vibes. Like, hey, this looks like an animation movie. You know, the art sounds really nice and detailed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 It does have a bit of Kenna vibes to it, which is cool. Yeah. Um, They showed a new trailer for the medium. I really have which, no interest in that game. Yeah, neither do I. But the one cool thing that they showed off is that it's rendering two worlds simultaneously. Yep. Which is really cool. And they're both at the same level of detail. And... I'm interested in it a bit more than I was before, mostly because of the gameplay, what that does to the gameplay. But aesthetics-wise, I'm not a horror kind of guy. So, yeah. I'll only play it mostly for the gameplay, for the gameplay stuff, if I can. Um, they showed a new trailer for Fantasy Star Online 2, new Genesis. Looked straight up fantasy star um crossfire x i think they announced this a while ago yeah that's a i think i believe it's a uh free-to-play multiplayer game in asian markets it's really popular there and last year during e3 they announced it was coming to xbox i think exclusively to xbox for now and now it's a pc it's a pc franchise yeah and now it's uh, getting a single-player campaign, which is developed by Remedy, which we know from Alan Wake and Control. Mm-hmm. Um, the trailer looked really nice. The game looks pretty, but it felt a bit generic. Yeah, it did. Um, the single-player, as, as you said, is being done by Remedy. The multiplayer is still free-to-play when it comes out. But apparently they're both coming out separately, or that wasn't very clear. On yeah, the and the, the multiplayer is available in Game Pass, but the single player is not available in Game Pass. Yeah. Wait. Oh. Okay. They announced it. Ter- yeah, it was in the fine print. Yeah. And the last game that we already hinted at uh, a little earlier, Fable. Yep. 
by Playground Games, whose yep. previous experiences was the Horizon franchise, the Forza Horizon, that is, franchise, and only the Horizon, <laughs> the Forza Horizon franchise. Why are these people making Fable? I don't know. Sometimes it's good to have a fresh look on things, I guess. Okay, so I'm assuming that the studio behind Horizon... Uh, dang it, I keep calling it Horizon. Fable. Forza Horizon yeah. are avid racing fanboys. Yeah. So why give this project to them? That's like giving a art student um a project on making a farm it's like asking 343 to make a race game yeah exactly i don't expect 343 industries to make a race game Maybe that's what you have turned 10 for and playground games i thought i think in, I in, in this case it's a it's a matter of playground i believe is based out of the uk and Lionhead is also based out of the UK. It's based out of the UK. It was based out of the UK. So probably maybe they either have absorbed people or they um, got people from that studio. You read my mind. You read my mind. That's literally the exact the exact same thing that I was thinking yeah. of. That they they might have absorbed people from Lionhead Studios. Yep. Um, back when they got disbanded. Yep. Um, I hope that's the case because. But honestly, it could. I don't. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. I mean, it could be a it good thing. It's a, just it unconventional. Have to be a bad thing. Exactly, it's unconventional, and they are proven as a racing studio. They're not proven as anything else at this point. Yep. So I hope for them that they're able to prove themselves with this. But considering that the CG trailer was so CG that it <laughs> CG the CG. <laughs> but like we're not seeing, we're not seeing this game for at least. Two to three years. Yeah, I mean, look at look at it this way: Guerrilla was only known for Killzone, and True. they came out with Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a completely different game. Yeah, and yeah. that game was good. Yeah, I was also skeptical when I. The thing is, I was skeptical because I would when I heard that they're working on something else outside of Killzone. Mm-hmm. I heard it during a keynote speech that Herman Hulst had. Back at GDC Europe, back when that was still a thing, mm-hmm. I think in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. I want to say. But did, that, did he that, actually that, talk about Horizon Zero Dawn, or said we're doing no, something else? They were saying they were working on something else, completely entirely different, nothing like Killzone at all. Okay, which means that either Horizon was still in the planning stages yep. or in pre-production. Yeah, because they also did Killzone Liberation for the PSP, which was exactly. an isometric shooter. Which all it was okay, it's a shooter, but it like had a completely different uh, approach to it, yeah. and that was yeah. also a. Re- it was one of the best games on PSP. Well, the competition wasn't that big. Still, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. wow, I guess we covered all the games that were announced. We oh. we skipped a few, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean. Those were things that were already announced and stuff like that. Yep. Plus, um, if you want to watch them, uh, IGN has a very handy article up uh, on their on their website uh, where they list all the games in order of where they were shown, or you just go to Xbox's 
YouTube channel and watch the whole thing there. They also have the trailers up, but I don't know if it's in 4K. I'm assuming that the trailers on YouTube that are outside of the presentation itself are 4K. Um, I can confirm that it's 4K 60, at least for Halo. Yeah, well, okay, then I'm assuming that at least the others are as well. Um, So if you want to see them in 4K, because the presentation was in 1080p, 60 frames, if you want to see it in 4K and you have a monitor that can handle 4K, I say do it. Um, It's probably going to look popping. You know what's funny? I'm looking at the the Halo Infinite official gameplay reveal trailer, which is like a minute. Mm -hmm. And it's like, the quality is so different. I mean, there's this there's this part in which the the pilot that uh, that liberates you, that finds you in space and helps you and gets you to the planet. There's this part that he's overlooking over a valley, and that part is so detailed. When I just click on pause, I'm looking at at what I'm seeing on the screen, and it's so freaking detailed. But then it goes to a close up of the bad guy, you know, the gray dude, the gray. Yeah. Uh, covenant guy and that's so ugly i'm like is this xbox series x this looks like xbox one yeah also not a covenant guy he's from the banished oh yeah the banished and the covenant are working together yeah i mean like it just looks so ah this is not xbox series x i mean yeah and when we saw the trailer i was like this does not add that much. I really don't care about what this guy is yeah, telling me. Because we were getting a 1080p image in the in the showcase. Yeah. They basically did the same thing that Sony did, except Sony did not do it at 60 frames per second. Mm. Which, by the way, was really weird. But and Sony didn't do it at 60? Yeah, because Sony did their, did their presentation, but it was running at 30 frames per second. Maybe they want to say bandwidth. And then when they released the trailers, they were 4K60. Oh. Yeah, so that was weird. Um, yeah, I already said how I felt about this. I went in with, well, not necessarily zero expectations, but middling expectations. And honestly, I came out the same way. I don't have anything to add to it other than vibrant, Vibrant games look really vibrant, and I haven't even seen the 4K trailers for these games, so I'm, I'm probably going to get blown away when I do. Um, I do not have a 4K screen to watch these things on, so I could probably only watch it on 2K on my uh, on my laptop. But yeah, it looks cool. Um, most games we already knew, or if so, we got updates on them, which is also good. But they said gameplay reveals, and we didn't see a lot of gameplay. We saw a lot of CG trailers. We saw a lot of in-engine games, which I don't count as in-game. <laughs> um, and I think maybe not even a handful of games that were gameplay. The The one that they were touting the most, Halo, was also the one that they showed the most of. Yeah, I think... When I watched, when I was watching it, I tried to watch it with an open mind, just not to kind of be biased. But at the end, I felt like, okay, looking at everything I just saw, would if I didn't have a PC for Game Pass, would I would this tempt me to buy an Xbox Series X? And I was like, no, because when I watched the PlayStation reveal, 
there were multiple games in there, not just the Sony games, but there were multiple games in there. Like, I would definitely want to play this game on a PS5. There's, I, I'm still honest, there is still no definitive game that I say, when I say like, okay, this is the game I really want to play on day one when the PS5 comes out, because I'm going to be honest, I'll probably play Watch Dogs Legion and Assassin's Creed Valhalla on the PS5 instead of the 4, but that's mm-hmm. more like, I uh, get the option, and I'll probably want to play Spider-Man Miles Morales, Yeah, but I, I really wanted Horizon Forbidden West to be there. That would have been one of those games that you're like, yes, this is why you buy a PS5 on launch day. And I mean, Sony doesn't have that. Maybe they'll show us something. But what Microsoft showed us was like, no, I'm good. I really don't want to buy an Xbox Series X. I mean, I like Halo, but not that much. But they made you a believer in Game Pass even more so, right? Yeah, definitely. That like 10 Which out is, of 10. I think... I think that was partially what they were aiming for. Not just Xbox Series X, but they, especially considering that every trailer that they showed had the Game Pass logo in the lower left corner of it. Yeah. Which, to me, they said it at the beginning and they said it at the ending. The fact that they brought it up for Destiny 2 that you'll be able to play it through xCloud on your mobile phone proves that this was more about game pass than people probably thought it was going to be of course it was going to be about xbox series x because they want to show off the new tech they want to show off the 4k 60 frames per second games which they for some did um so yeah for me this was way more of a pitch for game pass than it was for Game Pass and the games that they're going to be supporting on Game Pass than it was for Xbox Series X. Which brings us back to what Phil Spencer was saying about not really having games that are specifically made for the Series X just enhanced in the first year of this console's life cycle. Which makes more sense if you're going to buy into Game Pass. I think this showed a clear strategy for Microsoft going into the next-gen console era because if you look at it from Microsoft's point of view, they are, they're pretty clear in it. We want as much people to play our games and we don't care how they play it. If they do it on Xbox, if they do it on PC, if they do it through xCloud, we don't care because we'll still, still make money on it because we give them all these diverse options and you can pick whatever you want. Whereas with Sony, it's a it's a traditional strategy in which they say, we want you to buy the newest box. We will make sure that there is a valid reason to buy the box because we will make sure that there are games that justify you buying the box. And that's it. And I mean, like unless they pull a 180 and they do something special with PlayStation Now and Plus, which they have said earlier this year that we haven't heard the last of those services, that there is coming a big revamp. But... Yeah, where the word is still out on what that will be. Um, if they don't adjust their strategy for that, I think they'll probably still be able to pull it off because Sony has the best lineup of games. But I think, like, in the long run, Microsoft will make more money out of this. And that, like, mm-hmm. that's the only benefit that Sony has. They just have a really, really good stable of game developers under their house and IPs. And that's also because their approach. But if you look at it, like, who's going to make the most money out of this? I think that's got to be Microsoft. I'm going to make a prediction here about 
the Series X. And this is just a prediction. I'm not saying that this is fact. So don't take this as fact. When they announced the pre-orders, when they announced the pricing, I would not be surprised if they're going to announce a bundle for Series X that is just the game system and a year of Game Pass Ultimate. I think that's plausible. Yeah. Just those two with a controller and maybe even a clip that you can clip onto your cell phone so that you can play with your Xbox yeah. uh, Series X controller or Xbox One controller. Maybe they'll not do it in the beginning, but I wouldn't be surprised if... Oh, I think they'll like do that. it in the beginning. I think they'll do it in the beginning because that is their selling point. Again, yeah. I feel that Game Pass is their selling point. They just want you to play their games on their systems or on in their way. I think it's plausible. And they might have a bigger SSD in that, like a 2 terabyte SSD or 1.5 terabyte SSD for all those games. I think it's plausible, man. Yeah. That would be a good move. Definitely. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add? Because I think I got everything out of my system. I think so too. I'm just thinking if there is any last thing. But, I mean, they're going to do more of these events in the coming months, they said. Um, mm. There is a rumor floating around that Sony will do something soon to reveal pricing and a, and a release date. I think the earliest Sony will do that is September because, fortunately, the other week, this week, it was announced that Sony is upping production on the PS5. They initially expected to sell between 5 to 6 million units, and now they're upping production because they expect to sell 9 to 10 million units. So mm -hmm. I think um, the availability is, is better. They also there's also hints that they will limit pre-orders to one per household, which is really nice. Um, but Suck yeah. it, scalpers. <laughs> yeah, um, there are rumors floating around that Microsoft will do an event in August all around that Xbox Series S. Um, we don't know, but... Um, a lot correct. Yeah. I mean, like, it's going to be really interesting because there aren't any game events this year because normally you'd say, oh, well, you know, we just had E3. We're looking for Tokyo Game Show right now or we're looking at Gamescom right now. But we have this whole summer game. We have Gamescom coming in August. But, the digital version. Yeah, the digital. Yeah, we don't know if, if Sony or another studio is going to... Uh, be working with them? I think they are. Okay. I think, I think they might or... Gamescom Digital might focus on independent developers. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, Summer of Games has mostly been doing that with their uh, days, dev, days, day, day of the devs. Um, what I feel is that, because we also, we also recently heard that Xbox, or yeah, the Xbox division stopped producing series or not series x but what xbox one x which is and cool. sad I, yeah i did i did not expect them to do that i did not expect it either which honestly makes me feel that the series x is way closer than we thought yeah because especially since there were rumors floating around that microsoft before the pandemic hit microsoft had a roadmap where the series x was going to come out in august you think i don't think so Again, it was a rumor. So take that with the biggest grain of salt. Yeah, it's because fine. Halo is like at the end it said. But I don't think it's. In, I don't think it's implausible if this if this is the strategy that they're implying right now. 
if they're stopping production of the of the Xbox One X, mm-hmm. really, your most powerful system out there currently, you're stopping the production of that so that you can focus on the Series X, and you got rid of the SAD, which means something else is coming in the place of the SAD. Yeah, I'm so glad I, because that way I don't have that... to say Xbox SAD anymore. <laughs> I'm just surprised that they did this because I would have expected them to say. Because I've said this before, I would expect them to say like, okay, we're gonna make the the series the the One X is gonna be our entry level 4K console. We're gonna do that for two ninety nine. In we're gonna put it for in stores for two ninety nine or two forty nine. Uh, and then if you want entry level 4K, that is your option. But if you want the best, the highest tier of 4K, then there's the Series X. I mean, from a business point of view, I think that would have been the way they we're were still gonna, gonna we're still gonna get that because they. Said they already set that up before this event went live that this is only going to be games, yeah. and they did. They didn't pull a bait and switch, they didn't do what Sony did, where they said it's going to focus on games and say, like, one more thing. They did say one more thing, and then it turned out to be Fable. Yep, but um, yeah, yeah, I th- we'll just have to wait and see. I think the coming months will be really important. I think um, the coming weeks are going to be very important. Yeah, I think we'll... I think this is gonna move way way quicker than most people think it's gonna move. Yeah, I, I if if August stays quiet, I think September because I'm I'm I, I don't I, think August is gonna stay quiet. I don't know, because... not especially because again at the end of the month of August we're getting Gamescom, mm-hmm. so I don't think August is gonna be particularly quiet. Okay. Maybe in the early weeks. But like, especially ramping up to Gamescom, I think we're gonna see more stuff. I um, I don't know if I said it in the PlayStation episode or maybe I just said it offline. But I think that's my prediction: is that Sony is going to announce a release date and a price in September. And I don't know if they're gonna do a state of play around it or an event, or that they're just gonna do like a a blog and a press release that what they did with the DualSense. But I think. Um, or, I think they're going to do a state of play for it. Yeah, or they they keep going on the momentum they have because now the Microsoft stuff is kind of like meh. Next week or within a couple of weeks, they just say like, bam, here's the PlayStation pre-order and that's the price and that's it, that one's coming out. And then, I didn't check the internet's reaction to this presentation, by the way, so I can't put that in there. Maybe I'll put it in the regular episode, but um, yeah, I haven't checked out the Twitterverse or any kind of social media to see how people are feeling about it. I don't know as well, but we'll just... I think mo- tomorrow the YouTubers will start to... Uh, you'll, you'll oh, I'm pretty sure tonight, YouTube, yeah, as we're right. recording this tonight, we're going to see the first stuff, so... Yeah, so we're just going to have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Nice. Ooh. Well, I guess that's it for our uh, bonus round episode of Game Rivals. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, you can always catch us on Anchor, which is our main home. You can also catch us on any other podcasting service, be it Apple Podcast, Google Play Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Podca- uh, Pocket Cast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us there. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, which is at game underscore rivals underscore. I'm at Maximilian on Twitter. Um, you can also find us on Instagram, which is at Game Rivals, one word. You can also find us on YouTube. Link is in the description for that. You can also send us a voice message 
which is in the link in the description of this episode. Um, you don't need to make an Anchor account for that. You can just click on the link and send us a voice message. We might feed. Uh, we might even feature you as a game rival. You can also send us feedback uh, to our feedback email, which is gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. I think that's everything, right? My brain is so overwhelmed and overloaded by whatever you just said, so I think you covered it. yeah so again thank you guys for listening we will be back next week with a regular episode and also look forward to our spoiler cast of the last of us part two i has always has been maximilian x you has always has been maximilian x yeah someone brought up lolcats and i was like oh my god God, so it's been hanging in the back of my mind that i think that just came out that way well then i guess i has always has been sean templer and we'll catch you on the next one (laughs) later